This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Joe, how do you say your last name? It's Van de Wietering. Can you spell that for us? V-A-N-D-E-W-E-E-T-E-R-I-N-G. <laughs> the Dutchest name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, also, <laughs> You combined four Dutch last names into one last name. <laughs> one of the longest last names ever. Did you play hockey growing up? Your name would have been from elbow to elbow on the back <laughs> of your jersey. I did. We we shortened it to to we drink. <laughs> Joe that's in the senior, the senior jersey, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Mm. Fourteen yeah. letters in your last name. Well, like I like I said, my dad's my dad's whole name is Marinus Johannes Matthias Van de Wieterings. Holy cow! Say that after a dozen pints. Yeah, his his uh, driver's license had to be it folded out like a Playboy centerfold. <laughs> Just to get the name on there. Had to go portrait instead of landscaping. <laughs> wow. I wonder I wonder who can beat you. I wonder what the longest last name is in the Taz and Jim listening area. Van de Wiedering. Is there a dash in there? That's all one word? That's all one word. It's spelled with numerous capitals. The, the V is a capital, and the D is a capital, and the W is a capital. Yeah. It's a oh. vast. It's a vast. <laughs> I didn't put a capital on the W here when I was getting your information. Thanks for correcting me there. <laughs> Joe Van de Wietering, congratulations on the win and the uh, the fact that your parents named you Joe. At least that was generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear some longer last names, though. There you, can't be. Well, if anyone's got a, a last name with more than 14 letters in it, maybe we'll get this going uh, online or something and see if we can find the person with the longest last name and, and find a prize for him or something because I'm curious now. That's lots. Yeah. That's lots of letters. Hopefully George Strombolopoulos is listening. He might have a good chance at it here. Give you a run for your money. Congratulations, Joe. Oh, is this a longer last name? Can't be. There's hey, no way. it's Taz and Jim. Hey, I'm just calling about the long last name. Yeah, what's your last name? Collie Vanderzand. Okay, spell it for me. C-O-L-L-E-Y hyphen V-A-N space V-E-R space Z-A-N-D-E. You lost me at V-E-R. <laughs> yeah, that's a long one. Okay. So how many letters is it? How many letters? Collie Vanver... Van, V-A-N-D-E-R, yeah. Z-A-N-D-E. Okay, so we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, wow. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 letters! Wow! We've got a new leader! Beat it, Joe Van de Wietering. <laughs> Old news! <laughs> the Dutch people, their shoes, so simple. Their last name, so complex. Yeah, that is... <laughs> that's a lot of, We got another one! Let's see, can you beat 17? There's no way. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hello. What's your last name? Foreman. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to make something bigger out of this last name thing because we're getting, we're getting a lot of engagement here, Jim. People calling, people uh, text messaging us. We had uh, Joe Van de Wietering on the air with us about 10 minutes ago. 14 letters in his last name. Got us wondering, what's the longest last name in the Taz and Jim listening area? Go ahead. What's the longest letters for the last names you've got so far? Well, here we have 17 letters, but there's a lot of people calling BS because it was a hyphenated last name. 
Okay, well, here's one that isn't. Now, it's not mine, but these were my neighbors growing up in St. Thomas. Longest last name in the phone book. You ready for this one? Yep. Van Meplen Schepping. V A N M E P P E L E N S C H E P P I N K. How many letters is that? One, two, twenty. That's pretty good. With no hyphen, that's that's the new leader. Unfortunately, it's not your last name, so I no, don't know. I get it. I, I, but uh, I, the, we, the boys own Ruckus Fence in St. Thomas. I don't know if they listen to you guys or not, but call them up. It'd be hilarious. We're not we're not hunting you down. Okay, if you're listening <laughs> and you've got a long last name, then you can call us. Like uh, Gerald here. How you doing, Gerald? Hey, not too bad. What's your last name? It's uh, Van Meplen Skepping. Oh, it's one of the Van Meplen Skepping! No way! You live in St. Thomas? Yes, I do. <laughs> there he is. So you're 20 letters. Yes, it is. Okay. Holy. What was the hardest part of having a long name growing up? I don't remember. It was a lot of years ago. Oh, okay. It's you passed not that it. Bad. You repressed yeah. it. <laughs> Signing checks would take half an hour. <laughs> no, no, just a couple of scribbles. You just imagine any f- government form you're filling out does not have enough slots. Yeah, that no would be tough. Like, even if you have a short last name, you have to print so tiny on, mm. on some forms you're, when you're filling them out? Yep, yep. That would be tough. Okay, well, there's no prize here. There's there's no prize yet. <laughs> but we're thinking of putting something online, and, and uh, you are the current leader with a 20-letter last name. Yep. Pretty sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. You've just been waiting for this moment. He's like, one day I'm going to be in the spotlight thanks to my 20-letter last name. <laughs> Today yep. is, the, is the day. Okay, if, you, if you've got a 21-letter last name, you know what to do. Get in touch with us. Gerald, you have a great day, okay, buddy? You're, 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 the, you're the current uh, leader. You're number one. All right. Take care, guys. All right. And some good news. It looks like COVID positive cases are trending in the right direction here in Ontario. Fingers crossed that that continues. We can get out of the house sooner than later, huh, Jim? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't want to hold my breath, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's positive. That's why you're wearing a mask, so you don't have to hold your breath. (laughs) Uh, How about this? Uh, 85-year-old woman in northern Spain. Her family was told that she died of COVID-19. So they showed up to the nursing home to collect Granny's things. And who's sitting there in her chair? Granny. What? Yeah, they mixed the names up. (laughs) It was another lady that died. Wow. They called the wrong family. You'd be so relieved, but then also you'd be super sad for the other woman. Briefly. Very briefly. (laughs) you get over it. And you'd be like, oh, people die all the time. Just gra- glad it wasn't granny. Have you heard that COVID vaccines are a hot ticket item on the black market right now? No, I haven't. Yeah. Of course, anything, supply and demand, mm-hmm. people want to get to the front of the line. There's uh, um, ads online for the COVID vaccine looking at spending around 1000 U.S., and I don't know if that's per shot because you need two of them, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want the injection, a thousand bucks. 
why would you ever trust a random vaccine? Because then you need somebody to <laughs> to inject it in you. I guess that's probably not that difficult, but there's just so many sketchy things that could go wrong with that purchase. I will not let a doctor put that vaccine in my arm. I'm going to Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at the vial and make sure there ain't a microchip in it. How about this one? You, you and I have both had the uh, the COVID swab. I tested positive for COVID over Christmas, and uh, th- shortly thereafter, you had to go get the swab to make sure you weren't positive. Not a fun test to have. If you had the choice, would you prefer a rectal COVID test? This is what they're doing in Beijing, China. Apparently, the rectal test, just like a thermometer, gives more more accurate results. Mm-hmm. I'll just stay home for 14 days. How about about we do that? There's no way I'd do that. You wouldn't do the rectal test? No. How many hoops are we jumping through here? Is it because, well, just one hoop. (laughs) They're not jumping through it, but they're going through (laughs) it. They're (laughs) sliding. They still, the swab's really long. They still have to get back up to the back of your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Still tickles. Still tickles as it goes up there. <laughs> the doctor comes into the room with a 12-foot yeah. swab. Okay, bend over. <laughs> Here we go. Green Bay Packers lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. I'm a Bucks fan. My buddy Drew absolutely loves the Packers. Let's see if we can get him on the phone here. Hello. Oh, hey, Drew. What's going on, man? Well, not much, you. <laughs> you know. Just on the radio. Oh, good times. <laughs> uh, Jim's here. What's up, hey, Drew? Jim. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. Been better? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I'm living a life without the NFL. It's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good, clean living. You have refused to watch any more football. I have, yeah. yeah I'm boycotting. <laughs> You're not going to watch the Super Bowl. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, right. uh, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't handle... Uh, the next two weeks of commentators just blowing smoke up Tom Brady's ass. And, uh, I just can't do it. I hate the guy. And, uh, I, I, the, the NFL is just scripted. It, that's all it is. You think it's like the WWE now? Oh, it is a hundred percent. Roger Goodell loves Tom Brady. And you know, there, what, what better storyline than Tom Brady leaves the Patriots to go to the horrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, <laughs> He's the first one to ever play a Super Bowl in his own stadium, and yeah, blow it out your ass. So, so you're also saying bet all the money on Tom Brady. If it is rigged, the good money. Your house, yeah. Sell your car. Put every dollar you have on on the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl. Okay, but what happened in the game that made you think that this is all fake? Like, was it the refs? No, like, listen. I mean, nah, the pa- the Packers did enough to lose the game on their own. But the the fact that the referees kept their their flags in their pockets for multiple holding calls, and the only one they call is the one that gives Tom Brady the ball with a minute forty eight left on the clock. It stops Aaron Rodgers from having any chance of winning the game, and and that I just don't like that. I don't like the fact that uh, that if you're going to call a game one way, call the game that way from start to finish. And and don't let it come down to a referee making a call. And like I said, it. I mean, the Packers screwed up. They they shouldn't have kicked a field goal at the end of the game. There, they should have played Hill and Mary uh, defense at the end of the, of the first half. 
Um, you know, so they did enough to, to lose the game on their own, but they had a chance with a minute 48 left on the clock to at least try to tie it or win it, and the refs took that chance away from them when they hadn't called a holding call all night. Are we still friends, Drew? Because you know I'm a Buccaneers fan, I, but I also I was a, the biggest Tom Brady hater for a decade. I, I like him well, now he's and, on my team. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think I may have to reevaluate our friendship. I mean, if, if the Green Bay Packers hired Tom Brady, <laughs> I would choose to be a fan of a different team. I would I would give up my my uh, lifelong um, Packers addiction, and I just have to. I don't know. Maybe I'd have to so you're saying this is really show really a show of my character. The fact that I didn't dump the Buccaneers when they picked up Brady. <laughs> it, it is. It's like it's like cheering. It's like cheering on your your ex wife's new husband. <laughs> Drew Drew, <laughs> is there a worse guy to lose a bet against than Taz? Uh, no, no, there really isn't. But that's why I don't bet him on. Packers. No, he he wouldn't bet. He wouldn't bet on the Packers. No, even no. still, I'm sure that just the mouth running and the text that must have came. No, in. I I was very really? comforting after the game. I said, Drew, oh, yeah. I I understand. <laughs> even though you wouldn't answer the phone, no, I <laughs> seventeen phone times. calls to rub it in. He's like, no, and then he sends me a text. He's like, stop calling. I'm not answering the phone. <laughs> We're just gonna disagree. But I agree. There was some holding calls that that should have gone uh, in favor of the Packers in that game. And I know what it's like to lose to Tom Brady. Jeez, Jim, how many Super Bowl bets did I lose because of the guy to you? Because I refuse to cheer for him. Yeah, at least three. At least three. Right. Yeah. But now you cheer for him. Totally. Turncoat. <laughs> turncoat. Turtle turn. Total turncoat. Okay. Well, enjoy enjoy your uh, your Sunday in a couple weekends. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't know what sport I'm gonna start watching, but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, there's gotta be something else. South there. Korean baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what about Can Jam? Is there a professional Can Jam league? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your Packers, Drew. No problem. And uh, like I said, bet the bet the box. Fighting out of London, Ontario, Canada. Sam Heads of Stone Stout. Here he is. Retired UFC fighter Sam Stout is on with us. Sammy, how you holding in there, bud? Not too bad. How you guys doing? Good. You must have been excited to have a little fight action to watch on the weekend. Yeah, man. It was. It was. It. It, it was strange. Like you know, I've, at a certain point, I was like, "Oh man, there's so many fights now." But after after three four weeks without fights, I was uh, I was dying to get some get back at it and watch uh, some UFC fights. Poirier versus McGregor. We'll get to that in a second. The, the fights yeah. are on Fight Island, which you have been to, right? Yes, that's true. Tell everyone where Fight Island is. Uh, it's Yaz Island in, in Abu Dhabi. And they they basically have uh, a compound quarantined off for, uh, for fighters, their trainers, and, and just hospitality staff that runs the place. Right. Everyone's getting tested to make sure they're COVID-free on a regular basis before you go in, before you get off. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rigorous. You go, uh, I, when I, they flew everyone to Vegas when I went. Uh, corn, we tested us in a hotel for 24 hours. Once we got a negative test back, they flew us all on the, they, they chartered a whole flight just for the UFC staff. 
Is and everybody hugging and country. shaking hands because they know they're all clean? Uh, <laughs> not not initially. Everyone's kind of like, and once you got to Yaz Island, they, they tested you again. And you quarantine for uh, another day, and then they test you again. So you, you get tested three times before they kind of give you free run of the, mm. of the place. And then by then, everyone's kind of... Hey, get over here, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> this is so... Uh, like, we're getting closer to a real-life Mortal Kombat. Fight yeah. Island. <laughs> Fight yeah. Island. Yeah, the guy with six arms. Of, yeah, it's, or uh, Kumite. Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah, Bloodsport. <laughs> who were who, who you there to support, Sam? Uh, Malcolm Gordon had his UFC debut there. Oh, yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, so uh, he, uh, I went with him. I uh, do you get to stay on Fight Island, or once your fight's over, they're like, okay, get out of here, guys? Um, well, they flew us home the next day, but there was there had been some people who, you know, like Max Holloway stayed for the whole week after he had his crazy fight last week because he was he was just going to be there just in case uh, Connor or Dustin couldn't fight. Right. I, I would love to stay on Fight Island unless I had to fight, then I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go. Uh, <laughs> You'd be the first one cool. out, Taz. It was Finish cool. him. Had, uh, when I was there, they had like these F one cars and and uh, and stuff that they could take us out on a track because it's Yaz Island is where uh, they do the F one stuff there. Yeah. So they, you know, they had a. It was pretty decked out for us there. There was a golf course we could go play at. We had access to a beach. We had, uh, like, it wasn't, it was a pretty uh, ritzy quarantine. It sounds like a dream. It wasn't Guantanamo, you're saying. (laughs) No, it was not Guantanamo. (laughs) It was all a pretty cool experience. And and it was kind of, you know, you're, you're, there with a bunch of other fighters, and I, you know, I fought in the UFC for long enough that I made a lot of good friends in the in the UFC staff and and uh, the broadcast team and stuff. So it was cool. I got to catch up with some old friends like Bisping and Paul Felder, and you know some of those guys. So it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. It yeah, was a good time. Conor McGregor. Uh, got punched in the face real good on Saturday night. Uh, Poirier, victorious. This is the second time the two of them have fought. And the start of the fight looked pretty close, but then clearly Poirier just turned it up a notch. We've got Sam Stout, former UFC fighter, on with us. What were your thoughts watching that fight, Sam? You know, I thought they came out and they they both looked a little bit flat. Like, it's really kind of a perfect storm to come out there and just look like and be rearing to go. Uh, I think part of what might have happened is they were too buddy-buddy with each other. Yeah. They didn't have that, you know, they didn't have that killer instinct it looked like in the beginning. And then... Uh, well, even at the at the weigh-in, the, the press conference thing before... Yeah, I, and I, well, I didn't like it. And that's, uh, to me, that kind of is what gave me the feel that Connor's ready to pack it in. He's just going through the motions now. What happened yeah. to the guy who would be lippy, you know, who'd cause a ruckus? He just, he almost seemed tired to me. Yeah, it just, uh, I think it took him, he's, he, he might not have that hunger. I mean, it's hard to stay hungry when you got $100 million in the bank. Yeah. Right? And 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 you're the, the how old is he now? Thirty two, thirty three. He's uh yeah, about that. He's, he's an old man in in uh, UFC uh, terms, right? UFC years. He's getting up there. Like he's not young anymore. 
What do you think about the uh, tweet that Khabib sent out that kind of broke down what, why he thinks Connor isn't as successful these days? This is the tweet. This is what happens when you change your team, leave the sparring partners who made you a champion, started sparring with little kids far away from reality. Is there any truth to that tweet? Um, definitely. I, I think when guys train camps, like Sean Tompkins always used to say, every time somebody switches gyms, there's like a three-fight adjustment period before you see them really kind of mesh with their new team and coaches. So that, that definitely could have had something to do with it. I don't know why, um, you know, why he would switch. Hmm. Too big for his britches, maybe? Thought he was better than the team? I don't know. You never know what these circumstances, right? He's, is you know, this it just, for Conor McGregor? Is he going to fight? Or they they got to do a trilogy now, right? He's going to come I back and do so, another one? I mean, he's got to do a trilogy with him. He's still got to do a trilogy with Nate Diaz. There's, there's a lot of... There's some options on the table, but yeah, that one seems to be the more pressing one, the, the pulling one, because that's kind of for title contention. So you don't see him calling it a day, though. No, I can't. I I don't think his ego would allow him to go out on a low note like hmm. that. So if he comes back and he wins Poirier McGregor three, then he may say, "I'm done." But as <laughs> Well, that, that's that's always the problem with with fighters retiring, right? It's like if you win, then it's like, hey, I'm back. And if you lose, then it's like, well, I can't go on a ride. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep going and going and going. That's the yeah. next thing you know, you're fighting one of the Paul brothers, the YouTube sensations. Oh my God! What do you think of that, Jake Paul? Uh, what's the brother's name? Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Which one of them supposed to fight Connor? Um, Jake Paul is the one who's calling out Connor. Logan Paul is scheduled to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. So it's like, it is such a farce that apparently, I just told you the day that they've postponed it because there's a, a huge lack of interest. Like, everyone's like, Good. okay, who cares? Which I I think is great because I, I just don't want to turn, you know, combat sports into a joke, which it would. Right. Yeah, so... You know, Connor said before the fight that that Jake Paul fight's not even on his radar, but they were going to pay him. I mean, Jake Paul keeps saying they they got fifty million dollars to to pay him for that. <laughs> There's the problem. So, Tough to say no to. I huh? know, just to beat a guy up, like yeah. Would you get punched in the face like Connor did for fifty million, Jim, on the weekend? I would fight. I would fight Mike Tyson and. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> At the same time. I would fight yeah. Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, a great white shark, a bear, and a yeah. lion all at the there same time go. for $50 By, million. by saying that, I mean I would go in a coma for five years to wake up with $50 million in the bank. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe you would wake up after that. <laughs> Sam, hands of stone stout. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. We'll chat again soon. I know you got a very exciting uh, six, seven months ahead of you. So yeah, we'll see, boy on the way. So. New, nice. new baby boy. That that kid better be tough as nails, Sammy. <laughs> hey, I'll love him no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you always say, but secretly hope in the back of your mind. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts and we'll keep talking.